0: Hey there, we're Chris and Melissa Smith of FamilyBrand.com, husband and wife, parents of five, and we want to help you unleash the power of your family.
1: And we know it can be so challenging raising a family where the return on investment is unmeasured and sometimes it feels like your efforts are completely unnoticed. It takes real courage and commitment and a long-term vision for what you are building. You're building a family.
0: And as entrepreneurs, we always think it's so interesting how your brand at home is the one that you think about the least, but at the end of your life, it will be the brand that matters the most. And look, none of us want to wake up one day feeling like, man, we missed it. Like we missed this opportunity to create something really amazing as a family.
1: So what you can expect from us are actionable tips and strategies that you can implement in your daily life to become a better parent, a better spouse, and to build a stronger family. The world needs strong families now more than ever, and it starts right here with your family. Welcome to this week of the Family Brand Podcast. This week, I have two awesome guests, Bonnie and Audrey, who are the hosts of of the podcast, The Outnumbered Podcast. Welcome, you guys. Thank you so so much. much. Thanks for having us. I met Bonnie a couple of months ago. We had been invited to an event by a mutual friend where we were attending, and she had invited other women who maybe had podcasts or were trying to put put their voices out um, into the world. So it was a pleasure to meet Bonnie there, and we kind of connected and realized we both had a podcast and similar honestly, very similar things that we like to share. So we thought it was just a natural connection to, to have Bonnie and Audrey on the podcast. So now when, and when you told me the name of your podcast, the outnumbered podcast, I was like, okay, how many, how many kids do you have? So, and, and honestly, sometimes I see people that say like, oh yeah, we're outnumbered. And, and it's like, oh, we have three or four kids, but please tell us like you are truly outnumbered. Tell us if you could a little bit about your family.
2: Uh, yeah, and for the record, being outnumbered at all is valid, right? It's all stressful. It's absolutely. all overwhelming.
1: <laughs> I do not want to make it sound like that, but I'm like this woman. Wow.
2: <laughs> so
3: I, I'm Bonnie. I have ten children. Yeah, and I'm Audrey, Audrey, and I have nine children. And I have to say that three was the hardest for me. So if you have your, if you're outnumbered at three, that was that was the hardest.
2: Yeah, just you can just push through if you want yeah. to. <laughs>
3: Have but actually, Audrey and I met online. Yeah,
2: right. right. Audrey and I met online um, when we were probably at kid number six, seven or eight, and we actually ended up being pregnant at a very similar times. So we just kind of thought, "Hey, we're really similar people, and we have the same kind of values." and And ended up doing this podcast together. But we are really in love with families, children, obviously. Um, but in spite of that, not in spite of that, in addition to that, teaching moms how to take care of themselves even while they feel outnumbered.
1: Yes. And I love that message. And I, I want to, I want that to be like the overall, like where we go with this, but I, f- I want to get to know you guys a little bit better. I think it will add a little bit more of context to, to the conversation and remind me, Bonnie, you and Audrey have never met in person. Is that correct?
2: We actually met one time in person. We'd already been doing the podcast for what, like a year and a half, yeah, maybe, yeah, yeah, maybe half nice. a year. Mm-hmm. And uh, I ended up I ended up going on vacation with my family. Uh, I live in Arizona. She lives in in the Midwest. And so I went on vacation to visit some relatives and she drove down with her family and our families got to meet. It was pretty neat. (laughs) Uh,
3: Just one time. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) All of our kids, all of our kids were there, except we each had, I had one since then and she had two since then, but all of our kids that we had at that time were with us. (laughs) That was really fun. So cool. And what are your age range of your, of your kids right now? Okay, so my kids are from 23 so, um, down to age three. So there's 20 years between the oldest and youngest in our family.
2: Yeah, a minor squashed in a little bit more. My oldest is almost 17 and my baby is one. So about about 16 years between them all.
3: That's
1: amazing. I was just thinking the other day how my parenting has has evolved, like just from my oldest to my youngest. I can only imagine, you know, adding a few more years and a few more children, Does your parenting look different, would you say, with your younger children than it did with your older ones?
2: Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's hilarious. Uh, We actually have a series on the podcast that we call What I'd Tell a Younger Me. (laughs) Mm. And basically the theme is, it's okay, you're going to make it. It's not as big a deal as you think, right? Just a lot of lowering expectations and hugging our younger selves.
3: Yeah. That's beautiful. Yeah, And so true. Yeah, definitely one thing um, that changes the more kids you have is your older kids help not parent but manage the younger kids and so you're not responsible for getting every kid dressed because your 7-year-old says i want to get i want to get my sister dressed today i want to get my sister dressed and so there's more there's less that you have to do as a mom even though there's more more kids in some situations yeah that's interesting
1: and you're right i do i see that like my older kids wanting to to do those some of those things I'm just so fascinated by your, by your stories. You both homeschool and you both, you know, do this podcast together. Bonnie, I know you have, um, a boutique, an online boutique. What maybe tell us a little bit about just a little bit more background into what, what your life looks like on a daily basis.
3: So, um, I spend the morning with my kids doing their schoolwork. So like from nine to noon, when we finish up our morning time together, then we do schoolwork like from nine to noon. And I am there with them and I do everything that they need. Then I take a few hours um, after lunch, after putting the littlest ones down for naps. So like from one to four, that's my business hours or my hours or things that I do my own stuff in. And then, um, in the evening, then we, we always have a four o'clock afternoon short time. We talk about that a lot on our podcast <laughs> keeps, keeps me sane because I know one time a day, the house is going to be clean. <laughs> and then, um, mm-hmm. then the, then, you know, the evening stuff, so dinner and outside gardening chores, everything else that, that has to happen in a day. So that just as a general rule, that's kind of how our days are structured. And, um, the kids, when I'm on my business um, hours time or my, my hours time, they're still working on schoolwork or napping or playing or doing, doing all the other things. But that's, that's what our day basically looks like.
2: Yeah. And ours, is basically, ours is basically exactly the same <laughs> morning is school time. We actually have a tutor that helps us now. Uh, we've been able to find a woman that has been amazing because I do have a lot of little ones that need managing. And so a lot of the time in the morning, I'll let her kind of head up school while I do laundry and diaper changes and everything else. And then work time in the afternoon, then dinner, or family time in the evening. As long as we don't, aren't running kids all over the place. We try to limit that.
1: Yes. Okay. So in, in all of that, I guess, going back to kind of our original, you know, big idea here, how do you, how do you find time to have time to invest in yourself, to take care of yourself? How do you do it? And where do you find the time? Bonnie, let's start with you.
2: You know, I honestly I spent way less time as a younger mom on myself and my own pursuits, mostly because I had to. You know, when all your kids are small, there's very little you very little time alone because everybody needs you all the time. Um so now that I have older children, obviously things run fairly smoothly when I've stepped away or I'm working or whatever. So I wanted to say that right up front, but um honestly, I just squeeze in the things that are absolutely necessary for me. So for example, exercise is something that is super important to me. And when I'm not exercising regularly, I just kind of lose productivity in all areas of my life. So that's something that I squeeze in either first thing in the morning or while kids are doing school, I'll go out for a run or something, but it doesn't, it's not always pretty. Honestly, that's my, that's my answer for that. It's wherever I can. And I really pay attention to my own mental health. Like when I'm feeling Mm -hmm. really stressed and overwhelmed and I'm yelling at all the people, it's like, Oh, mom needs a little more self-care so I'm gonna start squeezing in a little bit more and then I communicate that with my husband hey, I need a night off hey I need a day off whatever
3: yeah i I want to submit yeah I love that I, was- I want to submit to you mm-hmm. that um maybe your expectation of self-care or time for yourself looks like a bubble bath with music and candlelight and no interruptions and all you know two hours all by yourself okay so one of our taglines on the podcast is lower your expectations. <laughs> Maybe self-care for Mm -hmm. me today is five minutes while my kids are playing outside, outside in them, outside with them. But my feet, my bare feet are touching the grass and I'm taking some deep breaths and I'm thinking adult thoughts. I do consider the time that I spend in the afternoon I'm working on my, you know, my business's podcast or, you know, whatever happened to be working on as self-care for me, because it's part of me that isn't mom. It isn't like at uh, what I do, you know, nobody calls me mom in those afternoon hours. Like Bonnie's not like, Hey mom, can you come, you know, whatever, <laughs> because um like, I might, I might start though. I might start calling I, you mom. I'd answer. <laughs> but it's like so self-care doesn't necessarily let's redefine it for what makes us feel cared for and it doesn't necessarily have to be that alone time because there were years and years of my life where I never had a second alone and um, if I defined self-care as being alone in a bubble bath by myself with soft music and candles I'd have been like dead
1: (laughs) yeah that's a great point that it doesn't when we think about self care, you're right. It's like taking the time and having the night off, but that isn't the reality. A lot of times, when you have when you have a young family, young children who require you know a lot a lot of care and like physical um, attention. What? So yeah, what would you? I love the idea of low, lower your expectations. What? I imagine it was it was um, an evolution for for both of you. I like, I guess I'm thinking back to when I was a young mom. Like, I didn't even realize that I maybe needed some extra time for myself. Like, I just let everything that needed to be done just fill up, fill up the day. How did you start realizing, like, okay, this is important for me? Or maybe you always knew it was important for you, but how did that realization come for you that I need to prioritize this for me?
3: I think for me, it's when I find myself I'm disappointed with myself. So like Bonnie was talking about hearing yourself yelling at all the kids. And I know that I'm not showing up as a mom the way that I need to. So for me, you know, that might mean some exercise time. Exercise is also super important to me in all ways. And, but it doesn't like, if I'm waiting to exercise till I have an hour by myself, that's not going to work. But if I can do yoga with a two-year-old hanging off of me, then that's still exercise. <laughs> So that was a point where, um, I, Mm -hmm. I came to understand that I still have to take care of myself and myself is myself. Isn't just me. Part of who I am is my children and raising them in an attachment parenting way, where they are touching me a lot, like a lot of the time. And so me is a broader definition than just Audrey laying on a yoga mat in perfect bliss by herself. It might be Audrey in down dog with a toddler hanging off each leg. And that's still exercise. In fact, that's mm-hmm. probably better exercise when you have a 20 pound weight, you got to lift up, right? Mm-hmm.
1: It reminds me of um here in Arizona, it's, they do, you can do goat yoga, which you go to, <laughs> you go to a farm and you do yoga, but there's these goats like jumping all around and like <laughs> climbing. Yes. on each
2: <laughs> Free goat <laughs> yoga if you have toddlers at home.
1: <laughs> I was like, that's what it reminds me of. It's kind of like, Goat yoga, but with children. They're literally kids. <laughs> True, they're <you> kids, <laughs> they're both kids. <laughs> how about for you, for you, Bonnie? Like, how did you realize like, okay, I want to prioritize myself? You know, similar for me,
2: when I get, when I get to points where I'm starting to um, really resent my children and my role as a mother, Now, an important thing to realize is that motherhood, like being a mom is not housework. Being a mom is not dinner time being a mom is a relationship you have with your children. So sometimes we get so burned out of the housework and the and the logistics of running a family that we mm-hmm. look at it all as this drag called motherhood. But that's not it at all. So sometimes we need to really distance ourselves or delegate a lot of this household stuff so that we can enjoy motherhood again. So when I start feeling that resentment or that frustration and I want to just escape all the things, I realize, it's. I mean, sometimes it's the children themselves, but very often it's just the task list I have that it's time to bring in some help mm-hmm. or it's time to delegate more to my husband or older kids or a teenager down the house, down the house, a teenager down the street because I am feeling some negative feelings that I don't want to feel towards my family.
1: Yeah, that's a great a great point that it's not because I can see now that you said that I do the same thing, that it's like all of it is just film feel, feeling overwhelming. But it if I were to take a step back, it's not it probably is just my to-do list that is the real thing that's, that's coming up. That's, that's feeling like too much. And I love that you're, that you found a way to, to delegate and to outsource. Um, I think sometimes as mothers, we feel like we need to do it. We need to do it all. We need to take all of this on and it's like a weakness sometimes if we, if we can't do it all. But as I've gotten older, I too have realized like, Oh, I think it's okay to ask for, to ask for help or, you know, find the neighbor down the street that maybe is willing to, like I found when we were living, um, last year we were living in Hawaii and I found a college girl that was willing to come over, you know, one afternoon a week and help out. And it actually made life run so much smoother being able to ask for help.
2: You know, you know, on that note, it makes me think of of what you're teaching as the family, as, as a business or like as this, this big entity, you know, you think of a CEO of a major corporation, imagine Mm -hmm. the CEO tried to do everything (laughs) that corporation would fall apart because he's one person or she's one person. And so if you remember that you can't do everything, I mean, when you have a smaller family, sometimes you think you can (laughs) and you like manage to juggle all the plates for a while, but eventually they crash because you are only one person and you, the best of you needs to go to that relationship with your children, not the carpool.
1: Yes. Now that I'm reminded of a conversation I had with my mom, my mom, I'm the oldest of nine children. So she raised nine children. And I just remember her telling me too, that she, um, She just had to let, like you're saying, lower expectations. She's like, I just had to let some things go. Like that I, when I had less children were important to me, such as how clean I wanted the house or certain things. She's like, I just realized I had to, I had to let those things go.
3: Yeah. One thing I had started doing um, a number of years ago, and I don't, I don't do this anymore, but it was kind of a sanity saver for me was I created a bucket list that was things I wanted to do when I didn't have, you know, a hundred kids hanging off of me anymore. (laughs) And so I would, I would, you know, every time I came up with something instead of, and it was a way, it was my way of being able to let those things go for the present. So I could say, okay, learning to paint with watercolors. Okay, I'm putting that one down on my bucket list in the future because I'm not saying that I'm never going to do this. I'm not focusing on, oh, I'm never going to get time. I have too many kids like, and then down this negative spiral, but just, just put down, hey, in the future, Someday I'm going to learn how to paint with watercolors. And then I could let that one go for now. And whether I do or not, it kept me from hmm. uh, instead of being in this negative, I can't spiral. It was a looking forward toward a goal like in the future. Hey, I've got all this stuff I can look forward to. And that helped me get through some of those really hard times where I felt like you know, it was all me all the time. That's really
1: beautiful. And I I can see that, yeah, in my in my own life, that it is easy to go to that kind of resentment thing where it's like, I want to do this, but I can't do this. I could totally see how that shift would, would cause a shift like that change of thought. That's really beautiful. If there's, you know, a mom, maybe listening to this, who feels like, you know, I haven't, they're resonating with this Like, you know, I think I could prioritize myself or self-care more right now. Where would you recommend a mom, a mom to start? Audrey, what do you think?
3: Well, I would recommend um, starting with your physical health. (laughs) And so um, because it is specifically your diet, like the way that you eat, because as moms, it's so easy to, you know, grab the handful of goldfish crackers that our kids left on the plate at, at lunch. And as we're cleaning up lunch and call that lunch, and then two hours later, we're like this crabby mess and we can't figure out what's going on. So take time to properly nourish your body because you have to eat. So be intentional about what you're eating and take care of yourself because when you're nourishing yourself from the inside, physically, it's going to um, it's gonna carry out in so many other places and so many other ways. And you're going to be in a better place physically, mentally, emotionally to deal with a lot of these other things. So if you can only, I would just tell young moms, if you can only start with one thing in one place, eat right. Hmm. That's That's so,
2: that's so good. Yeah. And I would also say, um, sleep, which is so hard and such a pain point for moms because we try so hard and there's just not sleep to be had. (laughs) We get it. It's so hard, but your physical needs. I mean, if, if I were to ask any young mom, what's your number one priority, if nothing else got done today, what would it be? And she would probably say something like feed the children, but what about you? (laughs) Because, Mm. You can't even do these basic things if you are not taking care of your ba- bare basic physical needs and and food and sleep are, are those those first two. But you can start so small. You know, you can tell yourself, i have been staying up too late. This week, I'm just going to go to bed at 10. No matter what happens or no matter how many things I want to do for myself, I'm going to do that first. And then when I get into a habit of that, I will I will add one more little thing. I will get off the television screen and I will read a book or something that I've been meaning to do for so long. Right. Just incrementally little by little, but yeah, those, those physical needs, super important.
1: And I like what you're saying too, about don't try and start like a whole big routine or a whole new, new idea of what that's going to look like, but maybe just choose one, like you're saying, one thing and then do that for a while and then add, you know, as you, as new things come up, I would love to introduce our readers to, or our listeners rather to your, um, podcast a little bit you were sharing with me some of like the awesome episodes that you have I just like to dive in just for a second um I know you kind of mentioned earlier you talk all about motherhood and some of your episodes that you mentioned are how to like kids and toy management sibling rivalry when you want to quit is there any other um you know someone coming
3: to your podcast what what do you what do you want them to feel we we started this podcast because we wanted it to feel like you you met somebody like a conversation, you met somebody at the park and you're having a conversation with them. And maybe they're asking you for a little bit of advice because you're having your first kid and they've got five there at the playground. And so you're like, oh hey, by the way, I have this question mm-hmm. about and so we kind of um wrote we kind of switch between podcasts about kids and podcasts about moms taking care of ourselves and taking care of our kids so we go between those two and then we've added in some special series that like we do that we'd like to do so we have a series about marriage because okay let's admit it bonnie and i can't be single mothers Not with nine and 10 kids. It's just <laughs> not going to work. No, but seriously, um, working on our marriages is so important to us. So we have a series of episodes about marriage. And we have a series of episodes about food. You know, that's that's kind of a practical kid one. And we have a series of episodes about school. It doesn't have to be homeschooling, but helping your kids in different different areas. So we have all these different um, series. But we mostly go between like a more intellectual mom one, like self-care or how to, you know, do something for yourself, and the kid episodes. So potty training, breastfeeding, those kind of things.
2: Yeah. And while we have a lot of um, logistical tips, I I think Audrey and I would both agree that if we could say one thing or offer one thing to the moms that are listening, it would just be a giant hug. And uh, probably some really good quality dark chocolate. Yeah. (laughs) Audrey knew that was coming. (laughs) Um, To just say, you are doing it. Like you are doing a phenomenal job. And in 10 years, you're going to look back and think the same thing. You're not going to nitpick your performance or think, gee, I really wish I would have X, Y, Z, maybe a little bit. For the most part, you're just going to grow and learn through the process. And there's nothing that's berating yourself or getting down on yourself about today is going to help you in the future. It's only self-love and love for those kids is going to help you improve your family and, and get on the right path. So you were doing a great job. is what we want to tell you.
1: I love that. Um, I'm gonna link link to your podcast. Is there any final thoughts you would want to leave, um, Audrey and then Bonnie for anyone listening today?
3: Yeah. So we we know that one thing, Melissa, that you talk a lot about, one thing that you advocate for is strong families. And we just want to thank you so much for putting that message out there. And I think that is basically our message as well. We really, really want to advocate for parents for marriages for families we want to share that advice um with you because because we know what it's like to be young overwhelmed have a lot of kids when you want to quit feel like you want to quit and um and choose to continue and we want to we want that for everybody um in your homes in your marriages with your kids and um that's like that's our hope for everybody is you you can do this we know you can
2: Yeah. Similarly, I think that it's so easy to celebrate the wins that are visual, right? Like someone has a million dollar business or someone is a, an expert at golf or a really amazing, talented ballerina, but it's very rare for people to laud and celebrate a mom. How often do we just say, or how often do we say, I'm just a mom? And yet there's literally nothing else you can do in this world that will create a longer, stronger, more powerful legacy than raising your children with love. And so just remember that on your hard days, you are doing the best work there is and um, your children will praise you for it forever.
1: I should have done this episode in for Mother's Day. I should have thought ahead and like, <laughs> for Mother's Day. like that beautiful message, you know, that every, that every mom forgets sometimes, you know, and that that she needs to hear and i love that you're willing to share your your wisdom and your expertise and i love how you're incorporate like the humor and like the fails and the the victories like it's all it's all part of the motherhood experience um i love that you that you share that on your podcast so thank you so much um guys check out their podcast i'll i'll link it in the show notes thanks bonnie and audrey thanks for having us Thank you so much for listening to the Family Brand Podcast. To say thank you, we have something really awesome we'd love to share with you.
0: You know, we often hear from families who will tell us that they just feel so overwhelmed because of the demands that are placed on them. They feel like they're constantly being pulled in so many different directions and spread thin and they're spending time as a family, but they don't feel like it's quality time. They're not really connected and they wanna be more intentional. And we can certainly relate because we felt like that at one point in, in our family. And so we created a guide that allowed us to really be more confident around how we spend time as a family and what we say yes to and what we say no to. And it's just brought so much more peace into our home. It's made our lives so much more simple and we wanna share it with you. So if you go to familybrand.com forward slash free, you can download the how to take back your family's time guide and I can promise you it'll give you more confidence and more peace in your life and your family.
1: One last thing, we feel so inspired when we hear from families that we are making a difference for them. We would love it if you would leave us a five star rating and a review on the podcast so we can reach even more amazing families. We truly believe that the way we change the world is one family at a time.